I'm not winning any awards for this intro, I think. That's okay. The podcast Pulitzers are going to be holding back yeah. this week. They already gave them all to us for our investigative Is the Moon Out research last week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that was cool. That was like a full on eclipse. Yeah, that I was thought, great. Yeah, you know. The moon was out, but it wasn't as it seemed. Ooh. We've got to report on the dark side of the moon. That's the whole point yeah. of the job. <laughs> well, you box in your box to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name, well, yo, Adrian, it's me, Gareth Blackler, and in this corner... Um, the heavyweight champion of the world, oh. my co-host, James Barron. Yo, Hello. Gareth. Hey, how's it going, hey. man? How's you, how are you? No, I'm abandoning that immediately. Gosh, hi. How are you? <laughs> doing well. Um, yeah, doing well. How, yeah. how are you? How are you? Are you feeling like just any bit more inspired today for any reason, you know? Yeah, just feeling, feeling ready to talk about an inspiring film. I feel prepared to take my shot and do the best podcast job that I can. Ready to go the That's distance the with you, Gary, yeah. <laughs> here on the mic at the very least, because we're talking Rocky this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good time. Oh. 1973, right? Same year. Six, I believe. Pardon? 1976? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Not the same year. Not the same year. Never mind. <laughs> we'll mark that show. off on his charts. 1976, Rocky. There it is. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. The second one came out in 79. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good old film. Have you seen it before? Had you seen it before? Uh, I thought I had. I think I've seen a stretch of the first hour before, yeah. uh, which is a weird bit to see. I had seen Rocky Balboa, which is Rocky mm. Six. Wow. Um, from 2006. I remember watching that as a family rented DVD night and oh, yeah. thinking it was really good and thinking like, oh, wow, and Rocky loses this one. That's amazing. And little <laughs> did I know. Little did you that know. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> kind of. You know, sometimes he sometimes he gets the win, but you, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I have a yeah. similar story in that, like, I caught this um, film, like, a, a section of this film while it was on free-to-wear television and and, uh was ushered off to bed when the boxing started (laughs) because i was a child at the time um yeah but yeah so (laughs) very similar that i don't and this is also the only rocky that i've seen so Ah. i I don't i didn't know much i had i got the complete picture of rocky one on this on this watch yeah, yeah, he finally knew that there was boxing in it. There is. He's a boxer, yeah. apparently. He's not just like a beatnik <laughs> uh, singer kind of guy who wears a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching and thinking like, man, so excited for his jazz concert at yeah, the end. Yeah, man. I'm just waiting for this musical to start. There haven't been a lot of numbers <laughs> so far, but it's got Yeah, there's like-, like those guys at the start and then that's it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to those guys, man. Yeah. Did you know Rocky has since become a musical? I did not know that, but that yeah. makes perfect sense to me. It's right. got like it's got like the melodrama for a musical. It's like Rocky is a film's like very over the top, um, mm. but also it's dealing with some like dire straits kind of situations. 
And I feel like yeah. that lends itself to a musical really well, where these people could have little songs of on their own. Um, I can imagine like uh, like Adrian's cutaway song. Yeah, and- Paulie's song. Oh, Paulie's song is so good. Um, it's all it's all about him being very drunk all of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's in a completely different genre to the other songs or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So you haven't seen any other part of the Rocky cinematic universe? No. You haven't seen Creed? I've not seen Creed. But okay. in fact, so much so that I think I assume that that follows Apollo Creed, but I'm probably wrong. Um, no, Apollo Creed's son. Oh, young Creed. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like that. That's cool. Fair enough. Does he learn yeah. some valuable lessons? I guess we'll find out if we ever get to a bloody Creed. Um, yeah. In the Creed franchise. Well, I kind of, I want to see Creed more than I want to want to see other Rocky movies. I think that's, that, yeah. that looks more my speed. Absolutely. I've got the Creed speed. The, 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 the Creed for speed? Um, <laughs> yeah, the need for Creed. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh. <laughs> Just like Christian music audiences in the early 2000s. I need Creed. <laughs> Everybody needs Creed, man. Oh, man. Uh, oh. What a, what a band. Where's our <laughs> yeah. Creed show that we're going to do? Uh, oh. Hey, we can record that anytime. My plans are like Creed's arms. Wide open. <laughs> yeah. The show's called With Ears Wide Open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listening to that is your sacrifice. <laughs> My sacrifice. Um, yeah. Uh, Rocky, though. Um, good flick. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, one yeah. best picture, uh, and a, a couple other Academy Awards. Um, yeah, another one that I like just pulled out of the ether last week because I was like, oh yeah, let's do like another like big hit classic movie, mm. you know? And yeah, Rocky was one that I'd like seen part of, and so we we pulled it out of the air and we're doing doing it. Um, yeah, seeing how it yeah. synced up with the Floyd Boys three years how- down the track surprised were you that this movie is actually real bleak and like slow oh i was i was loving it um like i remember like hating it when i saw it on tv because i was just like what is this what is happening i think it was like i was barely paying attention to it at the time because i was a child as restating that but um (laughs) now this movie is just like it's 90 percent like mood the whole Mm. way through and I love that kind of thing now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's, yeah, perfect for me. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a bleak and harrowing story. I don't know what's going on with my picks as well, that they're all kind of leaning this way recently, but... <laughs> I was going to get chicken. <laughs> <clears throat> Mate, I'm doing fine, I promise. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I yeah. bloody loved this uh, on the rewatch, so... Yeah, worth checking okay. out. If you haven't seen Rocky, um, go seek it out. Yeah. Worth, worth a watch. The yeah. S- cinematography alone, I reckon. I think it's a damn well shot movie. Um, mm. Yeah, really like shows off Philadelphia at like both its height and also its like bleakness. It's kind of wild to me that this movie like set philadelphia so far ahead in the public consciousness when it looks like an absolute hole in this movie a lot of the time Um, yeah philadelphia love this movie they've like gone on record saying it's like the second best thing to happen to them since ben franklin 
freaking wild. Even though, yeah. like, I feel like it's just real, maybe. Like, this is probably, like, what Philadelphia was like in the 70s. It's just accurate. I do like, also, um, we're getting into it kind of now, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone just talks to Rocky on the street. They're just like, hey, Rocky, how you going? Like, everyone knows him, which does kind of paint Philadelphia as this nice place to go with, yeah. like, the cheers of... <laughs> places you know yeah boston only had one bar philadelphia the whole place knows your name exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah so i I think that's reasonable but yeah they they bloody love it and i can see why Hmm. it's a great flick yeah it's um it's interesting so sylvester stallone like there's a lot of famous stories about this movie about how Mm. he had no money making it and all this stuff and like a lot of it you kind of start to take a grain of salt. Like, if you do enough research, you realise he's kind of stretching these stories quite a bit. Like, they're yeah. changing a lot when he tells them. Like, any good story, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, so, apparently, he, like, got back from uh, being around Europe doing, like, small acting jobs. And he was like, all right, I've got to write something for myself. And he looked at what was popular in the 70s, and he noticed it was all really depressing. <laughs> so, he was like, all right, sweet, I'll just put myself in something really depressing, and that'll make money and make me yeah. a star. And yeah, I'm worried about the 70s because it worked and Jaws as well being really slow and bleak. Yeah. Also a huge hit. Like, oh, check in on the 70s, guys. Give them a call. Make sure they're doing all right. Mid 70s, not looking good. (laughs) Tail end. Everyone's feeling the burn. We're about to head into the 80s um, where things are going to like try. Everyone's going to try and make things zany again. But no, it's not going to (laughs) work. Not going to work until the 90s. Yeah. When the zaniness finally works, thanks to the mask. When everyone sort of mellows out. We all into the friends zone, as I like to yeah. call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, and um, Sylvester Stallone's original plan for the series was, it wasn't going to keep being about boxing. Um, mm. Rocky II, he wanted Rocky to become a politician. <laughs> Whoa. Running for mayor? I could see yeah. that, honestly. Um, right? Yeah. That would have been wild. Yeah, and then I think the third one, because Rocky was too good to take bribes, he was going to get, like, blackmailed or something, and then oh, end no. up back on the streets having to box again, and it was going to be, like, a full circle. Whoa. I'd like that, like, Mayor Hagar kind of vibe from him, where he's just beating yeah. up, like, in the in the office, but also, like, <laughs> fucking fighting in the streets and alleyways of Philadelphia. That's wonderful. Um, what it could have changed- been? It turns the whole Rocky franchise into this, like, let's assume it goes down that path, but it gets kind of as silly as it ends up getting by Rocky IV, yeah. which has a robot in it. Yeah. Um, like, Rocky ends up having to fight other politicians and, like, defeats them in boxing matches, and then their city becomes part of Philadelphia until Hell Philadelphia yeah. runs the whole country. He starts beating up historical figures and yeah. kind of claiming their history as Philadelphia's. Yeah. <laughs> incredible yeah he's going back rewriting the record books yeah to the point where america was discovered by rocky but rocky already lived there (laughs) he's three out of four faces on (laughs) on mount rushmore yeah he's recarved those with his fists yeah (laughs) punched them into submission oh my gosh (laughs) i love this version of rocky but yeah for all i know it could be canon this could be the way that it goes but um yeah we've got to talk about this first flick the humble beginnings of rocky before the robot before creed before his arms are wide open okay (laughs) got to talk about him 
what he's up to. Yeah. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's talk about how Rocky sinks with Pink Floyd. Oh, nice. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Gloves up. Speak to me. Opening title, blah, blah, blah. Um, we've got the big ass Rocky font coming in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why is this font so huge? I love it, but it's <laughs> it's just scrolling across the screen like a, like a ticker at a stock option or something. It's so yeah. strange. I do like it a lot. Um, it really doesn't work for like the humble beginning it's trying to sell of its character by no. having his name that huge. Yeah. It's just like it's like he's got his name up in lights already at the start of the movie, kind of, which sort of undercuts what's about to happen, but that's fine. Yeah. Because um, it's not like he believes his name is up in lights either. No. Like he feels like a loser. Yeah. I much prefer yeah. the like understated um title card that he gets later. So mm. that's the canon one for this watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get like a, a date setting uh, here, the 25th of November, 1975. Coincidentally, we're recording this on the 25th of November, Gareth. How do you feel about that? I know. I was shook when I noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For anyone keeping track of New Zealand, it's also like one of our wildest days of New Zealand politics. Oh, yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah. Rocky came and beat up the leader of the opposition <laughs> and um, took their title. And I'm pretty sure he runs the National Party now. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. Um, Where'd he go? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in the next uh, election year <laughs> going forward. <laughs> but I imagine he's got some sweeping policies that are going to going to change people's minds um yeah yeah we'll see we'll see uh anyway uh but yeah um we get uh like an opening uh bout or fight in mm. this like gymnasium which uh rocky does his training at his boxing yeah. training um i just want to note we open pretty much on a huge painting of jesus and yeah. then pan down to rocky yeah which is saying a lot <laughs> like, it is meet your new savior for I don't know if he's like being painted as a Jesus figure in the same kind of way. Like I feel like Jesus is just looking down on this boy, like yeah. guiding him a little bit. I don't think he's, you know, he's he's out he's to be watched by Jesus yeah. and by us. You know, I feel like <laughs> the movie's almost saying like Hey, it's it's like Jesus is your um, yeah. narrator. He's like, hey, check this guy out. Yeah, let's see what this guy's up to. He's just yeah. paying a bit of attention, you know, and so <laughs> should you. Bloody look sharp. Pay attention. Rocky's on. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so we go down and they're having this um, this big old fight, uh, boxing match here between Rocky and some other guy who I don't know. Um, he looks a bit Spider like- Spider something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's a nasty guy. He's got curly hair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we're getting. Hey, this, hang on. Well, I'm not saying all curly-haired people have uh, nasty. That is not what I'm saying. That is not the oh, official right. stance of Sink Floyd or James Barron <laughs> or Gareth Blackwell, presumably. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's only this guy and me are the nasty guys with curly hair. There's just That's the only two you have to look out for. These are two facts that I used to describe this man: nasty, okay. curly hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're getting the serene sounds of breathe coming in over a boxing match i feel like this would be better suited if we were having a like a slow motion kind of fight yeah um, unfortunately not we're just getting regular this is motion. the only rocky film that doesn't use slow motion in its fights yeah we do get a couple of slow-mo scenes but only for like mm. drama later um yeah but yeah uh people are like watching on i think these are just other like boxes or just like other random punters here watching mm. on they're throwing trash up into the boxing ring which i thought was rude as fuck um yeah 
But yeah, they're just like hating on this whole performance and uh, yelling at Rocky saying that he's fighting like a bum. There's a lot of people calling each other bums. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Philadelphia in the 70s thing. Yeah, bum. It's treated as the worst insult possible as yeah. well. It, yeah. It's great. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm going to start start using it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rocky uh, gets very rudely headbutted by the nasty curly haired man, and which has got to be disqualified after that, mm. surely. Um, but it, it sends him into a rage and he just like goes ham and knocks this guy down and out with a series of swift punches. Um, and yeah, they uh, the, the fight being over, they like hit out go uh backstage or whatever back to the locker room um to recover and i do like that they're both going back to the exact same place yeah these guys and having to hang out here um and yeah they're doing that as we go into on the run so we just had like a bunch of boxing to breathe which is you know um mm. and then yeah on the run as these guys are sort of sitting back here and the guy doesn't apologize he's just like you got lucky <laughs> it's like fuck okay um you cheated but mm. anyway they get paid for the fight and it's like a pittance they get uh the loser gets 17 dollars 50 and rocky for winning gets around 40 dollars um, yeah which is like even in 1975 money is not much at all <laughs> um and yeah that's after all the like taxes and expenses of the fight and putting everything on so yeah, getting, for having a towel, it's like $7 or something. Yeah. From what I know about amateur boxing and wrestling, I feel like this is actually pretty accurate. Um, yeah. Like, they just don't get paid at all, shit all over, basically, for putting on, like, a very extremely strenuous and impressive show. Like, mm -hmm. these people just don't get respect, and it fucking sucks. Like, yeah. no wonder people don't want to be a boxer. <laughs> um Anyway. Yeah, well, the, the lack of paying for um, amateur wrestlers is what led to Spider-Man. Yeah. Happening. So, you know, look out for that. Go. Yeah, you could have a Spider-Man on your hands. Yeah. With all manner of other villains rising up to combat exactly. him. You know, that's just bad for the for the town. Yeah. I mean, so, vote. pay a wrestler yep. today. <laughs> vote Rocky for mayor. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he doesn't even get a new gig until like a couple of weeks from now. So, this is just mm. what he has to go on. It's like, Jesus. And then, yeah, he goes out into the cold streets of Philadelphia for the true opening credits um, and that nice second title card. I think that's, this is very, uh, yeah, it's very understated. It's very like cold and mm. slow, as you say, um, wandering around um, these streets. And yeah, it's just, it sets the tone and the mood for the movie. I feel like these opening sequences very well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he goes and stops by a pet store and uh, like there's some puppies in the window. And then he goes over to the, the singing group of lads, the like amateur <laughs> acapella Bee Gees group out yeah. here on the streets who I love so much. They are mm. like, there's like a whole different movie happening in, in that one location. They're just singing around like a, a trash can that's on fire out in the alleyway, yeah. singing their bloody hearts out. Love them. They're in the musical of Rocky. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. just wandered off. Someone followed them with a camera and they got Rocky the musical ready to go. Right there. Just on the street waiting for you. Um, mm. But yeah, so they go he's going around like and these guys are hanging out with him and he just moves on and goes home. Um, but 
you get the feeling and impression that like basically everyone in the neighborhood like knows or at least like tolerates Rocky. He's like a known yeah. quantity in the area where like people will say, hey, or like just comment to him or like call him a bum on the street. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone fucking knows him. And I think that's really interesting, like as a as a character, because uh, he's like oh, he's he's a fascinating character, Gareth. Uh, mm. Because he's he's dumb, but uh, everyone everyone kind of knows and respects him. He's like a well known figure in the community, even now. Just yeah, cool. like, I feel like cities as big as Philadelphia and as big as like Christchurch, New Zealand, Otatahi, mm. like they are big enough yet small enough that you'll have characters like this. Like, oh, yeah. I could name, like, five incredibly specific local Christchurch people. Absolutely. But I feel like there's only... Uh, the guy who I think I mentioned on a previous episode who told me... Who interrupted me in the park and told me about how he used to do firewalking. Yeah. That's the only guy we've got in Auckland who's a Rocky figure. No, no. <laughs> I, Never yeah. mind. I could see, like, a whole Rocky movie being made about the Christchurch wizard. And, yeah. and his rise to to popular power and because that's like a whole thing that like i imagine anyone listening to this outside of new zealand is like what the fuck yeah. um honestly has a wizard or we had a yeah. wizard i think we i think he's still do, or do you have multiple now he's not on payroll anymore as the hot news um he was Whoa. getting funded by the city council for his wizarding what? duties i know he was he was he was a public like- figure isn't he a dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they cut him loose basically because he was being a dick. And uh, yeah. Oh. And now uh, he was like, well, fine. I-, I wouldn't want to cross him. He could put a curse on us all, you know? Yeah. I have actually one. I think last time I was in Christchurch, I saw the secondary wizard, like the apprentice. a different wizard. Yes, maybe. It was someone who was in perfect Gandalf robes and walking Ooh. around the park. All right. Like. Yeah, so he's got more of a costume budget, but he seems to have less of officiality to him. Okay, less wizarding power. He's trying to establish himself as the warlock of Christchurch. (laughs) Yeah. Which, fair play, Uh, but um, not going to get far with the city council. Bloody hate magic and magical users, all right? That's a movie I want to say. Yeah, right? anti-magic council. Yeah, and it's just... Like, it's the rocky story of him, right? He gets an opportunity to be the city's wizard, but there's just (laughs) too much red tape. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, man. Classic. Why are there not more films? I guess that's what, like, most of (laughs) Sylvester Stallone's career is. We just take Rocky and make him do something else. (laughs) Exactly. Like, now Rocky's a wizard. (laughs) Oh, my God. Give me the Rocky wizard movie. Absolutely. Uh, But, yeah. Anyway, everyone knows him. Everyone loves him. Well, so, yeah. some people love him. Um, few people love him. Everyone tolerates him. Is <laughs> probably mm. more accurate. Uh, but yeah, we get it's it's more like nice lingering shots as we see him like going home to recover. He's going into this like crappy little hole in the wall apartment that he lives in. He's got a like covered up pillar with a mattress that he uses to like spar with, get practices boxing. Um, he's got a little couple of turtles. Yeah. Cuff and Link. He's got a goldfish named Moby Dick. Yeah. Say one thing about Rocky. He can name pets pretty well. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, Something um, wild is the, as of 2020, those turtles are still alive. Holy shit. There you go, yeah. man. This is I stand by my turtle statement that gets me cancelled, but... 
<laughs> but don't get turtles. Yeah. They live a long yeah. time. The, the rocky turtles are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's so true. It's so funny that IMDb, like this could just be bad IMDb writing, but the trivia section has higher up, as of 2019, the two turtles are still alive and living with Sylvester Stallone. Whoa. And then you scroll down and it says, as of 2020, the turtles are still alive. And it's like, did Sylvester Stallone kick them out? <laughs> Is that what you're not telling us here? They're not bringing in the rent like they need to. <laughs> yeah. These turtles, they've they been a- mooching for too long. Stallone's had hey. it up to here. <laughs> <laughs> They're not winning their fights enough. They're not no. bringing home enough money. Yeah. He's got them in a turtle boxing ring. That's very dark. <laughs> yeah. Moby Dick's the fucking ref. Uh, um, the absolute bottom of the interesting pile. Like, you know how they rank IMDb trivia by interesting? Yes. Is... Rocky's fish appears to be named Moby Dick. This yep. is a reference to the book Moby Dick. Wow. Shout yeah. outs. Yeah. Good work. Mm. <laughs> I guess that is trivia. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah. But we're getting uh, time coming in as he's just mm. like uh, decompressing after this fight and like looking at old photos of himself in the mirror and his family. And he practices a joke um to yeah. tell adrian tomorrow um yeah and then he goes off to bed um yeah he's just got this like regular routine that he sort of goes about because um the next day he's got this joke prepared and heads to the pet store where um adrian works who is his love interest for the movie effectively um She's this uh, this lady with like horn rim kind of glasses and is incredibly shy. Mm. Doesn't really want anything to do with Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into that a lot more down the track. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's like just a, a fixture in her life. It, you've had everyone. If you've worked retail, you've mm. got a Rocky in your life who is just constantly coming in and talking to you because that's what they want to do more so than like visit the shop or buy anything. And that is so tough to do, <laughs> to deal with yeah. if you're in retail, right? That, that a customer that just wants to talk, just wants a friend more so than mm. anything. You know, has misjudged your customer service as yeah. something else. And yeah, yeah, it just it happens all the time. And I really felt for her in these pet shop scenes. Yeah. Oh, it's about to get so much worse. Um, anyway, um, <sighs> but yeah, he comes down here basically like what seems like every day just to like flirt mm. with her and practice these jokes. I think she does like appreciate the jokes because she does like smile at the the thing that he says, this dorky kind of line about his, yeah. tur- his turtles being shell shocked. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, he's been like sitting on that one for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty rough because she just sort of has to like go around doing her job. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's just kind of, like, following. Yeah, not saying anything. Um, yeah. There's also, shout out to this dog, Butkus the dog. What a yeah. wild name for a dog, first of all. But also, he's just hanging out here, ready to be a good friend for the movie. Yeah. Love to see So, him. the legend is that that was Sylvester Stallone's real dog. That cool. He had to sell in order to, like, make rent. The And then once he sold the script for this movie, he could then buy Butkus back. Whoa. That's wild, yeah. man. So that's, that's another one of those, like, we don't know how true that is, but... Right. Yeah. That's why he's in the pet shop, because he sold him. He's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting to be bought. 
by Rocky. the actress, <laughs> the actress who plays Adrian, bought the dog. And yeah. It's just like <laughs> there you go, getting paid for my acting and making a profit on this dog. <laughs> Classic dog profits. Yeah, goodness, Hollywood's me. full of dog profits. It's, it's mostly of- yep. How movies make money. <laughs> yeah, just money laundering through the sale of dogs through yeah. <laughs> through movies. Classic Hollywood, man. Yeah. I can't stop. Uh, Collars yeah. filled with money. <laughs> just stacked in them like strippers. They've just got like <laughs> wads of bills sticking out. <laughs> oh, poor uh, wee pups. The picture you just painted of a dog club where it's just a dog on the stage and everyone's like going nuts and putting money in his collar. Like nothing sexual, just no, like the dog's just sitting dog. there. Yeah. Just loving it. Yeah. It's the uh, like dog or cat cafe equivalent, but everyone's just giving these dogs money directly. I like that yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. man. Just like man. Man, that's... forget this podcast. We've just made our get rich quick scheme. <laughs> the dog club, it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. It's got, like, overtly sexual branding, but there's nothing sexual about <laughs> yeah. it at all. Like, sort of a Hooters situation, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some dogs are in weird tight t-shirts. <laughs> oh, no. Never mind. Back out. No, I'm out. Right. I'm sorry. Dragon's Den. I'm pulling my funding immediately. Uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Rocky heads down to do his, like, other job to supplement his boxing, which is mm. um, he basically does, like, shakedowns for a local loan shark called Gazzo. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it's like Gazzo is a crook, but he's not like a mafia guy as far as, far as we know. Yeah. He's just like a, a, a like shady guy. And needs someone to uh, follow up on these loans that he's giving out and chase people down and break people's thumbs. Um, yeah. And See, yeah. the mob break legs. Gazzo just goes for thumbs. Just goes for thumbs. You know, it's not quite as bad. I mean, <laughs> it's still pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd hate to have a broken thumb. Oh, God. Nightmare. Um, but, yeah, uh, Rocky uh, doesn't break this guy's thumb, even though we've talked about it a lot. Uh, even though this guy is light on his payment by about hmm. 70 bucks. Um, basically just gives him a warning and lets the guy go. Um, he gives an explanation for this, uh, down the track where he's like, um, he figures the guy wouldn't be able to do his job with a broken thumb and therefore he'd get more behind on the debt, etc. So he's got good logic to it. It's just that, um, Gazzo, uh, doesn't like this. He wants Mm. him to like be told what to do and then do and not really, he doesn't pay him to think things through. (laughs) yeah which is you know fair but um yeah weirdly gazzo comes off as like kind of a nice guy for a like (laughs) criminal like loan shark Mm. um every he doesn't really do anything untoward other than this one shakedown um and basically for the rest of the movie he's pretty nice but (laughs) yeah it's it's his driver who's a jerk. There's this guy, yeah. Buddy, um, who drives him around who just fucking sucks and is at Rocky's throat the whole time. Just showing that, like, people fucking don't... Some people don't like Rocky and don't want anything to do with him. Uh, but everyone knows him. Everyone's got a damn mm. opinion on him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh I guess, like, because he's, like, a brutish guy. But anyway, uh, he goes down. Yeah, it's probably, like, uh, I used to get this when I was, like, you know, going to the club. 
like apparently the if you're tall people yeah yeah <laughs> when i was out there trying to finally get rid of all these tight t-shirts for dogs i own yeah um p- guys are apparently weird to other guys who are tall like it's a oh. machismo a toxic masculinity kind of thing they're just like oh uh, like they just want to appear tougher than someone who looks tough and i don't even look tough but people mm. are like well he looks really not tough and he's tall Man. so we'll just like give him give him grief Interesting. And yeah, I kind of get that. Like, they all know Rocky's not actually going to do anything. So they're just yeah. like, oh, we can just give him, give him lip. Give him shit all the he's time. he's big and I look cool by doing yeah. it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good psycho analyzing there. That, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense to me, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Solved, buddy. Solved. We figured out him. He's, yeah, he's, his <laughs> character's done. I'm not going to talk about him again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you go down. That's the thing. Go down you can the- clock a character in a review. Yeah, he's fucking done. Yeah. Uh, at the end of time, uh, we go down to the gym, and uh, Rocky's locker uh, that he's had for six years, Gareth, has been given away to mm. another guy, and he goes to confront confront the gym like owner runner uh, Mickey, uh, who's like an Xboxer himself, um, about it, like saying, "What the hell? You gave my locker away," and. Mickey basically like blows him off and says uh, that he's not like pulling his weight and drawing in the crowds at the the boxing matches that he's hosting. Pretty sure he was yeah. riffing the one that he like complains <laughs> about here as well. By the way, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, he's given his locker away to this other guy who he considers more of a contender than um, Rocky. He's like, this guy's got uh, what you don't have, you know. Um, he says that Rocky has heart, but he fights like an ape, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> Just, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess yeah. he fights like an ape. I don't, I don't know how apes be fighting though. Um, <sighs> Mickey yeah. would. Mickey strikes me less the guy who's been on a boat and to international waters to watch ape fights. Yeah, he's fought <laughs> an ape. On, on international waters. Yeah, it's one of his many stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, uh, he sees that you know he, Mickey is played by the guy who played the penguin in the 1960s Batman. Whoa, no, that's yeah. that's great. He's got a say. It's, it's got a very intense energy, so that mm. that tracks for the penguin. Like you need that sort of heightened personality. Um, yeah, to get that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Like he, him alongside Danny DeVito in the Penguin Pantheon. In my mind, Ooh. is pretty good. That's a good yeah. fit. The Penguin Multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> the Penguin Verse. Into the uh. Penguin Verse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's like a March of the Penguins sequel where the real life penguins face across, face off all these DC penguins. Yeah. Oh, man. That, yeah, I like it. It's wild that the, like, TV and movie penguins are Mickey from Rocky, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, and Colin Farrell. Those yeah. are the three people who have played the penguin. Which of these is not like the other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh. <laughs> uh, no beef with you, Colin Farrell. I love you. You're, you're a mm. wonderful man. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. He, he also, Mickey also says that um, Rocky should consider retiring uh, because he's basically he's saying he's washed up in so many words. Yeah. But also that um, he'd never broken his nose which is like a sort of hallmark thing for a boxer. 
Um, he's still got this, his nose is intact after, I think it's like 60 something fights that Rocky's been in. Um, yeah. Which is pretty wild, uh, to not have your nose broken after that many fights. But anyway, fair play. Yeah. It's um, wi- like boxing in general is wild. The fact like we oh, see yeah. them later on looking completely destroyed and it's like, I oh, know that's how a good boxing goes. Yeah. That's just how it is actually. Yeah. <laughs> the, what the, like the match at the start of this movie is pretty regular for how boxing mm. is. Now we've got like even more intense stuff like MMA, which is just like yeah. no gloves, just like anything above the belt goes. Uh, you yeah. can like put people in locks. It's like nuts. I can't handle it. If you if you can watch MMA, shout outs to you, but it's not for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what is your relationship with martial arts and f- combat sports? <laughs> Are you into any? Not really. Uh, I did one, like, taekwondo lesson growing up. Oh. And I got, like, flipped over by a kid that was half my size. And then I never went back. <laughs> oh, that's almost like a very similar story of quitting in my karate career. Mm. Is I did karate when I was a little, like quite a lot younger, but we went to this place where often the senseis just didn't show up. So we went oh, yeah. two nights a week. The senseis were supposed to, you know, one sensei for a Tuesday, one sensei for Thursday. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't rock up. So like oh. you'd either go home or this other guy would show up. This guy who's a black belt and Whoa. a student. But because he was a black belt and he was like nineteen, he was then allowed to run the class with a bunch oh, of children, no. which looking back really messed up like that shouldn't actually be how that works but it was like the 90s so <laughs> you know yeah yeah um and like because he couldn't get us into the dojo because he didn't have the keys we'd have to go train in the park down the road oh man um yeah and like he it just sucked because it was just like instead of, he didn't know the stuff to teach you properly so You'd just be doing push-ups for an hour. What? And then you'd be sent back on your way. It and sucks. then finally, like, I quit because we had to do our fights to get our, ba- our belts. And I had to fight him. What? So he was like a black belt 19-year-old <laughs> who had combat training. And I was like a white belt child who'd only done push-ups. What the fuck? And afterwards, just like, this is a waste of everyone's time and energy. Like, Man. I'm just gonna, you know play hockey or something mom and dad like let's yeah, do something with structure <laughs> fair enough man that's your yeah. like rocco rocco your rocky versus apollo creed <laughs> story like yeah very similar <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no wonder yeah. Incredible. Other and then people's you ran parents were yeah exactly and other yeah. people's parents were quite impressed that i did go the distance they were like yeah. wow we were quite happy you're fighting this guy twice your size yeah god damn freaking wild yeah. good job gareth i'm proud of you as well man oh thank you i would have quit then as well like yeah. no doubt that would have sent me over the edge but fucking power to you for getting in the ring <laughs> man oh gosh Incredible. i just remembered the disappointment when this guy would show up and it meant we couldn't just go home yeah it's like oh we have to do karate <laughs> Ugh, and that's not even karate you're just doing push-ups outside jesus yeah that's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Ugh. Uh, oh. So after this locker fiasco, um, he goes to mm. visit Adrian again. It's now like nighttime. <laughs> the, pet, the pet store is still inexplicably open. Um, <laughs> yeah, this pet store rolls. Yeah. Uh, but she is, uh, he's, he like 
awkwardly asks her out to a basketball game, which she doesn't even, like, react to. She sort of just, like, mm. blanks him out the entire time that he's in the store. It's very awkward. Um, he also tries to, like, rationalize him losing his locker as a good thing. Does a lot of talking out loud when talking to Adrian. Oh, <laughs> like, think, here's a like, chatty Cathy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, never mind. Um, he goes off after this to the Lucky Seven bar, um, which is a shithole, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> goes to visit Paulie. Um, Paulie <sighs> is just the worst. Um, yeah. He's his- his friend, his, like, only friend and the brother of this pet shop girl, Adrian. Um, so, that's a whole weird layer to this. As soon as you learn this, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> this is going to go very badly. Um, yeah. Yeah, because Paulie's just this, like, consummate, lush, drunk guy. Uh, mm. Who's pretty awful to basically everyone around him. But he's also, like, dealing with the hand that he was dealt. Like... He's got a shit life, um, but he's just sort of trying to make do. And he is also trying to, like, make changes in, in his life to improve them, br- improve it, even though he's making poor decisions. He is, like, trying to, like, get out of where he's stuck. So, I've got to respect that. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's what a lot of characters in this movie are doing. Um, but, mm. yeah, anyway. I think Paulie works this uh, um like an opposite to Rocky though, because any time any adversity comes up, he just like lashes out at everyone and at the situation. Like he, you know, mm. later will break a lamp and stuff because his life didn't change. Whereas Rocky does yeah. kind of like, you know, keep going, keep moving. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I don't know. The guy, the poorly situation, like you, at least, you know, in the movie, he's supposed to be like a bad guy. Like the yeah. actor, tried so hard to make Paulie seem self-loafing to the point where he um, would dab vermouth onto his face and neck because he hated the smell and then put turpentine all over his hands. So, like, he'd walk around unable to move his hands and, like, smelling like something he hated and then still acting, like, still being like, wow, yeah, let's do this. That's method as fuck. Um, I know. That's wild. working in the like freezing works and was complaining that his hands were like seizing up and stuff. And that was part of his character, man. That's wild. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's a very, it's like probably the most impressive performance in the movie, I would say. Um, just cause you do really like end up hating this guy, but man. yeah. Uh, it's such a yeah. weird thing. Art that like to hate something means it's successful. <laughs> like, to hate Paulie means yeah. that everyone's done a good job. It is pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, yeah. like, I just, just like, it's just a convincing performance, you know? Like, mm. you can assume that this guy probably isn't this way. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, surely. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, he's, yeah, he's trying to, like, dig himself out of this hole that he's in. Uh, because he's trying to get this job um, doing what Rocky's doing um, for Gazzo. He mm. wants to, like, get in on this, like, collection uh, gig that he has going even though he's like not at all physically suited to do so um <laughs> yeah. he just want he sees that as an out of his situation um and like is constantly trying rocky to try and get him like to talk to him and rocky's trying to protect his friend at the same time like from gazzo because he's not like he, he feels like he'll get like eaten up and spit out basically um 
but also he like doesn't think he should do that <laughs> like it would just it would just be a bad thing all around like he doesn't want gazo mm. he doesn't want to lose reputation with gazo by introducing this like his awful drunk friend um so it's it's a pretty rough situation all around but um yeah he still he still asks him all the time uh anyway um he uh Paulie invites him around for Thanksgiving dinner at their place. Then the following day um, to try and get to know uh, young Adrian. <laughs> he's like, mm. because he's like, he's talking with Paulie pretty directly about how he's like trying to like get to know her. Um, and Paulie's like, ah, oh, fucking hate her. <laughs> She's the worst. Um <laughs> Like you're both low lives that are past your prime, basically is what Paulie's saying about his own sister and best friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know. Um, but yeah, he's like, all right, come around for Thanksgiving, and we'll set up a time, and you can get to know her. And then he's like, okay, cool. Um, Paulie goes off home. He keep he says this multiple times as well that um, if he's not back in ten minutes away from home, then um, Adrian will call the hospital. Because I think assuming that he's like passed out drunk or is like dying because he's such an alcoholic yeah. um, is the implication. Uh, and he's like, oh, she's too overprotective. And it's like, you're like this nightmare man. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Rocky's still at the bar and sees this advertised fight for Apollo Creed, who's going to uh, take on Mac Lee Green um, on New Year's Day uh in philadelphia um it's this like big prize fight apollo creed being the heavyweight champion of the world gareth um yeah and yeah played by our Apollo's friend carl like, withers yeah carl withers uh great great guy very yeah. like great for the role as well because apollo is mm. this like showman kind of character who is um full of lines to camera in this interview and is much more, uh, yeah, much more about the show than he is about boxing, um, as we'll come to know, which I think is yeah. just like a really, he plays the character really well and is very, again, very believable. Um, but yeah, uh, even in, in spite of this, Rocky really respects him because he's this, he's the champion of the world and like says mm. that um, this guy got a shot at being the champion and he took it and he laments the fact that he was never given that same shot. And um, the bartender's like, yeah, but you didn't, you suck, man. <laughs> you could have you taken <laughs> a shot at it. And it's like, fuck, okay. <laughs> just really rude. It, like, some people just treat him with such disrespect. It's so nasty. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Rocky uh, leaves the bar after this chastisement and is walking home and comes across, like, these kids who are hanging out by... Uh, like local i don't know, like 7-eleven kind of situation um and he escorts this 12 year old girl back to her house that he recognizes who shouldn't be out with this like bunch of teenagers um mm. and he he gives her this like incredibly long and rambling lecture um where he is just <laughs> talking absolute nonsense but it's about um the gist is that um no one down the path if she keeps acting terribly or acting like a good for nothing people will only remember that reputation and not who you are or were 
um, is the idea. And that's like very reflective of how he feels about himself, I think. Um, and that he has uh, this yeah. he has this hanging over reputation um, where people seem to have this opinion of him and know him before like they don't even talk to him really like they only know of him as like a presence and he only has like poorly as a friend and that's it um mm. you know um so yeah he's just this like creepo guy this boxer guy um that's a bit dim and everyone knows but no one really knows you know yeah yeah they know of um, him but they don't know him yeah exactly it's it's hmm. i think that's the idea of what this lecture is supposed to be but it's not very like eloquently put obviously no like, it's very on face value he's just like kind of calling a 12 year old he calls her a horse so like yeah it's kind like of a lot okay of times on face value yeah he's like you'll never get a boyfriend and you're a whore and <laughs> yeah he doesn't say it well but yeah. i think that's like what he's trying to get at <laughs> anyway yeah um yeah, at the end of the lecture, she calls him uh, a creepo, and yeah. he, and he he realizes like yeah, like who who am I to give this advice? Basically, he's like yeah, you're just some fucking creepo, man. It's very sad. It's a very sad mm. sequence. Um, and yeah, we're getting like the chorus of us and them just winding down as we as he's walking away, and that works really well for me. That whole like us and them playing over the sequence of them just walking through cold Philadelphia. Um, yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. But yeah, it's a cold Philadelphia song, you know. Yeah, man. Um, he also, <laughs> as part of this lecture, I just want to call attention to this because I've got a sweet wee image. But um, <laughs> yeah, like. He says, he's like, you hang out with those coconuts on the corner and you get nowhere if you're hanging out with coconuts. Lemons. They're lemons. And like, <laughs> lemons comes out of fucking left field, man. Yeah. He's like, you hang out with yo-yo people, you get yo-yo friends. And it's like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, hungry at this point. He's like, yeah. they walked past like a frozen yogurt place and he's like, oh, I could have done for a yogurt. Yo-yo. Coconut and lemon. Uh, what am I talking about? Yeah. You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> something like that yeah anyway uh we cut from this uh sad scene to the office of jurgens or jurgens it's hard to know um we watched it on mute uh who is the promoter <laughs> uh of the apollo creed fight and we're in his office as apollo creed's opponent has pulled out because he's broken his hand and Basically, all other opponents have also pulled out, um, citing that mm. five weeks before the fight date is too short of a time to prepare, um, which fair play, it probably is. But um, yeah, Apollo's put a lot of money on the line and uh, advertisement and all kinds of things to get this going. And again, that's all he really cares about. He doesn't care about mm. like the match. He only cares about like the money that he's putting in and getting out of this situation. Um, and... Yeah, he, uh, they're, they're frustrated, but Apollo comes up with the idea um, to have a local boxer be given a shot at the title, like a nobody um, being able to challenge him. And he states as, as like a sort of uh, America being a land of opportunity kind of angle where mm. the, the every man has a shot of achieving greatness, etc. So, um, yeah, Jurgen says that this is very American which Creed responds with, no, it's very smart, <laughs> which I found funny. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but yeah, we it's that's uh, the plan going forward. It's so funny mm. that they're just in this office saying like, oh, this is such a shit situation. What are we going to do, boys? And they're like, here's what we're going to do, boys. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah, it's also like, I guess it's just the weirdness of boxing as a sport being fighting. But it's essentially like... Mm. Oh, no one who can fight you wants to fight you. And it's like, all right, let me just beat up the everyman now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. like if um, Rocky me... became the mayor, beat up every historical figure and they just came for us. <laughs> exactly. Mate, we aren't doing anything. We just talked about you once. Chill out, mate. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't uh, need to fight his me. Show. I, can't, I can't even fight. Five weeks <laughs> is not enough time, Rocky. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I anyway. shouldn't have mentioned that I was a white belt. <laughs> like, he knows I've got training. <laughs> You've got fighting experience. Yeah. You know, I got flipped once. So maybe I could go the distance <laughs> with Rocky. I just get flipped yeah. multiple times and then for 15 <laughs> rounds and then we're, we're fine. <laughs> you know? He's just got you on a string. You're the yo-yo. Oh, He's man. Just flipping you up and down. One of his yo-yo friends. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Rocky's just like doing more jobs for Gazzo, um, but Buddy's still being really rude to him. And I do love the explanation from Gazzo because he like separates this guy. So he's getting, he's getting like yelled over by these two idiots um, yeah. either side of him. And he's, he just explains things to Rocky being like, listen, some guys just hate for no reason. All right, capiche? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so eloquent like buddy's right next to him and he's like he's just he's just fucking hating for no reason man just pay him no mm-hmm. mind you know it's so good so many internet uh interactions could be explained away with this exact line <laughs> it's fantastic yeah. uh uh, but yeah, so uh, we cut back to Apollo Creed, who's looking um, through like the books of local fighters and pulls Rocky's name out of the lineup, mainly because he likes his tagline, the Italian stallion. He doesn't again, he doesn't care about any of the like actual f- facts about this guy. He knows that he'll fight him and beat him because he's the champion of the world, obviously. And yeah. He chose him because of the, like, marketing buzzword stuff over any of this actual information. They even say, like, this guy's a southpaw. It's not going to be a good fight. Southpaw meaning that he um, is left-handed. He favors his left hand. Mm. Um, so, which can throw boxes off uh, if they are mismatching hands. So, it might not be as good of a fight because of that. And, um, yeah, he doesn't care about that at all. He only cares about the Italian stallion. Um yeah, it just goes to show um, with his character there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We go into Any Color You Like now, the vibe, and <laughs> which is my subtitle for that track. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to Paulie's house for this awful Thanksgiving situation that is about to begin. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he assures uh, <laughs> Rocky the whole time that Adrian knows that he's coming, which is... A huge lie because when they come in, she's like cooking Thanksgiving dinner and like fucking panics, hides in the kitchen and then runs and hides in her room. And she's like, Paulie's like trying to convince her to come out and uh, like go out with Rocky on Thanksgiving, <laughs> like go yeah. out on a date. Fucking wild. 
And she's like, no, it's Thanksgiving. I cooked a turkey. And to this, Paulie, like, pulls the turkey out of the oven and throws it into the street. What an asshole. I know. I was, I was furious. It's just pigeons eating away at that now. There's nothing, <laughs> you know? Oh, brutal. Um, he's still, oh. still holding a turkey leg as he's like, well, I tried, Rocky. Now you can try. And it's like, fuck yeah. off, Paulie. You've done a terrible job here. You're the worst, like, <laughs> the worst help to get a date ever. <laughs> yeah. Just oh. like, no, don't have Thanksgiving with me. Turkey's out the window. Now you have to date my friend. Yeah, date my weird friend who comes to visit you every day at your job. <laughs> yeah. Who you don't want to talk to. Ugh. Uh, anyway. Uh, so Rocky try like awkwardly tries to convince her to come out with him, like talking through the door. He's feeling uncomfortable about the situation. He's like, this fucking sucks. I shouldn't have yeah. to try and like ask her out through a locked door. Um yeah, that's pretty clear signals. Even Rocky yeah. knows that don't do this. Um, but yeah, eventually she just opens the door ready to go on this date, dressed up like she's got a hat and coat on ready to go. Because it's pretty clear mm. that she has basically no say in this matter because these two fucking jerks aren't going to let her do anything. And she's a very shy yeah. person, you know. She doesn't want to do this, but she's just like, well, these. My brother's making me do it, I guess. Fuck. Like, yeah, it's the only way to end this situation is by doing yeah. it, pretty much. Sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. This whole scene is exceptionally hard to watch, and it's only going to get worse, oh, yeah. really. Um, oh, because, yeah. Yeah. We head into uh, Eclipse now as mm. um, Rocky takes her to the ice skating rink. Which is closed because it's Thanksgiving night. Yeah. There's a guy out here on a Zamboni who I appreciate. Like, he's just, mm. like, hanging out. Presumably, they had people here during the day, but um, whatever. Um, but he convinces this guy to let them on the ice. I think he, like, cites her as, like, having bad health, which is shady as fuck. Didn't like that, Rocky. Um, <laughs> yeah. He says she's, like, dying and this was, yeah. like, her last wish or something. Or, so, no, I think it might just be that she's sick. Something like yeah. that. It's still not Pretty good. Weird. Um but anyway, yeah, he like pays him $10 to let them on the ice for 10 minutes. Um, and what proceeds is a like fast motion speed date on the ice with her on ice skates, Rocky just walking on the ice. Um, yeah. Uh, with the owner in the background just loudly proclaiming the time <laughs> they have left. Um like way sped up as well i'm pretty sure they get like two minutes on the ice <laughs> yeah uh but anyway um yeah it's a very awkward date in general rocky is just sort of like going off say, talking all about himself explaining all yeah. kinds of situations that he's been through just and exclusively like, boxing pretty much yeah basically just talking a lot about like like here's everything you need to know about me since you were never asked <laughs> basically yeah. is the gist of this date uh, we do get some information um uh where he's like he's basically he is proud of being a boxer but he like mm. feels that you'd have to be like completely mad to pursue being a boxer that's why he does it as a hobby he also doesn't lament um 
uh, not being given a shot truly. He's like, he still like enjoys it. And that's why he keeps going with it. And he keeps like sentimental photos of his previous fights, even though like they're photos of fights that he's lost and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He comes across as very awkward, but like earnest on the date is how I describe it. Um, if I'm doing a date yeah. review, my date review podcast. <laughs> uh, this is when you come back from your date with Rocky and you're like, oh, it yeah. was awkward, but earnest, you know? Yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, she like starts like sort of opening up to him a little bit. She's responding to his things that he's saying, which is fucking progress <laughs> for their, uh, for their it's relationship. It's the bare minimum of progress, though. It's like if you put a oh, rug yeah. on top of a floor and told me it was the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's not I'm a gonna fun- I'm going to try to sell that saying to Judge Judy, by the way. I'm well, really proud of that. All right. Get her on anyway, the phone, sorry. Judy. Call me up. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a hard watch. Um, it, it it is fun watching a man like struggle on the ice. Yeah, but you know, um, the 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 date like culminates with him saying the like advice that made him become a boxer, which was. Uh, his father said that he wasn't born with much of a brain, so he better learn to use his body. Mm. And Adrian says that she basically got the same advice, but in reverse, <laughs> um, which is very sad. <laughs> um, yeah. Just in general. Uh, and yeah, we uh, like this date also for us plays out over eclipse into nothing. Like we're mm. <laughs> getting like the sad heartbeats. Uh over this day and that's yeah it's just make it makes it much more awkward <laughs> you know it's it's already yeah. it's already tense um but anyway uh yeah. yeah this was the part where friend of the show maddie stopped watching the movie yeah. and it, good on her because she then missed this next scene <laughs> oh yeah we aren't done yet listeners because we go into breathe and um we are heading home. Uh, Rocky is like continuing on talking about like how uh, both her shyness and his dumbness are sort of like afflictions that they're suffering from. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they rock up to his house and he's like, come on in. <laughs> come on. Come on in. Come on. Sir. Come inside. And she's like, no, <laughs> I will not do that. And he yeah. just like asks her over and over and over again it ain't great and she like eventually like relents and comes inside fucking hell um yeah not i feel like this scene like it wouldn't have played even different in the 70s like this is just not how it's done fam yeah (laughs) it's not it's not good um he comes she comes in his place is a goddamn mess i noticed didn't notice this terrifying it's t- yeah it's n- it's got like a knife stuck in the wall um, right <laughs> I, I didn't notice this earlier but he's got like um like empty beer bottles wedged into his couch like into mm. the back of his couch <laughs> fucking jesus dude you live like this um yeah but- like just loose like it's not quite newspaper but it looks like the paper you'd wrap fish and chips in yeah now that they stopped using newspaper just like piled all over his couch yeah and then weirdly like an a renaissance painting is yeah. stuck up like a little print of one which just kind of once like if that was in a clean room you'd be like oh okay guy yeah. likes art but when it's surrounded by 
and like beer bottles and a knife in a wall. You're like, oh no, murderer, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but yeah, so she's just sort of standing in the kitchen while all yeah. this plays out because she is incredibly uncomfortable. And he introduces the pets that he bought from her when they yeah. first met as like these great parts of his life that he cherishes. Um, it makes his life seem so small and so sad. Um, but yeah, uh, she like is like, can I call? Can, do you have a phone? Can I call my brother and tell him where I am? And he's like, nah, I don't have a phone. This is an awful situation. <laughs> and like, yeah. we we get the crash sound in the on the run for the second time as he like calls out the window like as a joke. Being like, oh, Paulie, your sister's here with me. She's totally fine. And it's like, "Mm." (laughs) okay. Um, Yeah, she's feeling like very vulnerable and unsafe in this guy's apartment and wants to leave, makes a move to leave. And he like pins her in the corner and like forces a kiss onto her. Ugh. Yeah. She even outright says, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Like, the the movie is trying to play this as her being shy. And, yeah. like, she is... Fair play, she is shy. But, like, this is still, like, rape. Pretty much. Like... This is... Yeah. It's not up. good. Um, yeah. She, he also... I want to note here. So, like, they kiss and, like, they are in a relationship for the rest of this movie based on this. Mm. Which is the worst way to start a relationship. But, hey. Yeah. Um, uh, she he get, he takes her glasses off for this as well, and she doesn't wear glasses for the rest of the movie. Importantly, um, <laughs> Rocky's kiss man cured her vision. I guess so, but like, yeah, it's just that's just an interesting like this half of the movie versus the other half kind of thing. Mm. Um, also, them kissing is playing out over the ominous <laughs> incoming chords of time. Which is, yeah, yeah it's, and Ed, Pink Floyd knows what's happening. They're like, this is right? not good. Uh, <laughs> look out. Oh. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because there's alarm clocks going off during oh, this yeah. date as well. Yeah. yeah. All the alarm bells just ringing. Like they are, <laughs> just like they are in every viewer's head. Yeah. It's, it's, this is a very difficult sequence to watch. Like, the, from, yeah. from the, like, Thanksgiving uh, scene onwards is the hardest part of the movie Mm. like it's kind of wild that this stuff is the like more intense stuff than the harrowing boxing match that takes place (laughs) in this movie like where two men get beaten to absolute shit um yeah but there you go um yeah this is what (sighs) affected me but anyway yeah same i feel like you could cut the scene or just like i don't know they're doing a um I think this week, as of us recording, yeah, they've just released a Rocky Four director's cut, which is apparently like Stallone got back in the booth and removed the robot and did all this other stuff. Like, if what? he's doing that, just jump back in, yeah. C- control X the scene right out, and we'll be fine. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's because their relationship afterwards is quite nice. Like, yeah, it is. We don't That's need the to thing. know. Yeah. This, like, awful, terrible, messy bit. Like, honestly, you're right. You could have cut straight from, like, the end of the ice skating sequence. And I probably mm. would have believed it. I would have figured it out that they're like, oh, yeah. they were kind of opening it up to each other at the end of that scene. I'm like, okay, cool. And then later on, I see them together. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're together. Like, I would have, yeah. that would have been fine. 
I didn't need this horrible, like, forcing himself, like, huge muscular guy forcing himself on this or this terrified woman. Like, yeah. ugh. No good. Anyway. It's interesting as well, the actress um, had a really bad cold when oh, they yeah? were filming this scene, so that's, like, also kind of playing into it, like... They're unintentionally making the creepiest scene in the world. Yeah. Is the fact that she legitimately didn't want to get Sylvester Stallone in the crew sick. <laughs> oh, that's quite sweet, honestly. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm glad that's like a that's a breath of fresh air after describing that sequence, Gareth. Thank you. <laughs> it's very rarely that a cold provides a fresh yeah. breath of fresh air, but you know. Oh, just a just a bit of levity, you know. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, we're we're oh, about yeah. to get into the rest of the movie, which is like it's it's more uphill. We're well, like downhill from here, I'd say, rather. Um, yeah. Anyway, because uh, wait, the f- downhill in a good way, like running downhill is yeah, running downhill is easier in that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The movie's gonna be better from here, mm. <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry for my confusing metaphor. Um, uh, honestly, like you could just start the movie from here as well. If yeah, you rush. totally could. Oh, like, man. Uh, I will lose any point. I'm willing to give up any points as a, like, cinema expert for saying that. But, yeah, just... No, just you're so good. Yeah. Just th- with this proposal of the idea. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. Hey, we go to the gym and the boss is looking for him. Mickey, he's like, oh, there's this note from this guy, Jurgens, because Apollo Creed um, is looking for sparring partners. And he's like, oh, cool. He's probably looking for sparring partners. <laughs> he's <laughs> like I, yeah. just, I just fucking said that dude and then um like he confronts mickey about why he gets given such a hard time and mickey's like well it's because you fucking work for gazo man i don't respect you because you are a fighter and mm-hmm. you are like going out and like breaking people's thumbs man like that is not what a fighter should be doing and like there's not i have no respect for that and fair enough he calls him out in front of like the whole gym um mm. everyone's looking on everyone knows rocky so they're all like gee okay um but yeah so he calls him out right here and that's sort of the, like last word from mickey for the moment which is interesting but anyway mm. um he goes to see jurgens i still want to say jurgens jurgens i don't <laughs> i don't know it's really tough with the jays i get in trouble with soft jays uh, <sighs> i always am saying people keep calling me yames <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's always tough. Uh, uh, but anyway, he's very nervous. Look, if you're getting it wrong, you can trade it for one yames from any listener who finds you on the streets. All right, thank goodness. Uh, when all our listeners are hanging around a fire, crooning and singing, and they're they see all singing, they're going to yell yames. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yes, um, all, he's very nervous about sparring with Apollo Creed, but he's like, "Yeah, but I'll agree to it." And then Jurgen's like, "No, boy, you misunderstand me." Jurgens slash Jurgens has the funniest sort of like he's from like the 1910s and has just appeared in this movie he hasn't changed since then he's like (laughs) got that thing where his mouth at the corner is like fused shut to the point where he talks Mm -hmm. like a wise guy all the time um I love him uh but (laughs) but yeah he's like no 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 you must understand me you're you're going to fight you're going to a chance at the championship title. You'll fight Apollo Creed. And uh, Rocky's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to do that. That's insane. Um, and uh, 
we do get the tempo change in time as he says no which i do appreciate mm. as well and like as if uh like rocky's heart has stopped and or has like skipped a beat kind of oh um, yeah yeah uh but yeah he's like he doesn't think he's good enough for that and jürgen's just like it's a golden opportunity and like you no one is, is gonna get this chance ever again like you need to take it it's a once in a lifetime chance and we sort of get a zoom in on rocky's face um and then we see we cut to like a press conference after he's like already agreed um mm. where adrian and paulie and him are all watching it on tv as we get into great gig and uh yeah the, he gets like vaguely made fun of on TV by Apollo Creed, um, who is like they're announcing this um, upcoming bout. Um, they're like building hype for it, and hmm. Rocky comes across as sort of this like dumb guy who's just like, "Oh well, I, I guess I'll have to do the best I can." <laughs> That's <laughs> you know he, he's yeah. It's so funny that he's like about to win the hearts of the whole nation, but um, yeah. Uh, and he's like, ah, oh, that Paul is saying that like they're taking cheap shots at him, and he's like, ah, oh, they don't bother me, it's fine. Um, mm. And also, Paulie's ankling, being like, oh, you need a trainer, you need someone to help you. And Rocky's like, no one's helped me up until this point. I'll, I'll <laughs> help myself. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be all good. Don't worry about it. And Paulie like flies into a fucking rage and yeah. like at not being needed, and like runs into the kitchen <laughs> complaining. Uh, wanting to get himself a beer but um yeah and so rocky goes home and uh adrian is like gives him a kiss goodbye uh because he shouts her out on tv <laughs> he's like adrian what's mm. up it's me rocky uh, <laughs> and uh yeah she um he admits that the things that were said on tv did in fact bother him uh, mm. yeah and it he's yeah he's still upset about it uh fucking gazzo appears and gives him 500 bucks just for training expenses shout out to gazzo like right Lone shark but like just like hears about this thing and he's like my boy rocky man he's gonna need some help i'm gonna give him 500 bucks like it doesn't even like get him to pay it back or whatever <laughs> because he's his, he's the heavy who's he gonna send like oh it's so good <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like oh, I fucking like shout outs Gazzo, and then like he goes off. Like that's all he wanted to do. He just wanted to give him money to mm. like help him out. Goes back to his car, and Rocky's like, "You're gonna come to the fight, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'll be ringside, absolutely." <laughs> so <laughs> come on, he's supporting the boy. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to hear it. <laughs> I wonder if like this film was such a struggle for them to finance. I wonder if it's got this like pro mob or like oh. you know, small town crook kind of angle because the small yeah. town crook ponied up some money for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this movie was criticized of that in some of the reviews where it was like Ooh. where people thought there was like it, it hinges on almost like a pro mob angle um, because, yeah, there's this Ooh. sympathetic character, Gazzo, who doesn't really get any kind of comeuppance. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a criticism at the time interesting yeah ah. uh but yeah um we get a fairly rough scene again now because this scene like cut me to my core man this is so sad because 
uh, as we get into money, uh, Mickey comes a calling at Rocky's house. He comes mm. up up the stairs and tries to convince Rocky that to be his manager and to train him for the big fight that's coming up. And he's like, oh, man, I've, I've been through it all. I've been at this gig doing it for ages. And um, he also, like, d- first of all, doesn't apologize for how he's treated Rocky, mm. like, up until now. Um, and refuses to, um, like, eat humble pie, basically, for, like, it. yeah, he doesn't apologize. He doesn't even own up to it. He's just like, oh, you got a shot at the big one. It's complete luck. Everyone's better than you. Like, yeah. all these other guys, and you're the guy that gets the chance. Isn't that crazy? And it's like, Rocky's like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Um, and yeah, he's talking about all this history that he has and why he'd be a great man- manager. And it's just like, it's just the classic, like, guy who wins the lottery. And then all these people come crawling out of the woodwork. Like, mm, it would have been so sure. much worse for Ro- for Rocky if he had more people in his life, um, <laughs> I feel like. Because- yeah like these guys just keep coming for him like and trying to like weasel stuff out of him basically um and yeah rocky like delivers like he figures he knows exactly what's going on and like delivers this indictment saying like uh that he has heart but he doesn't have a locket does he like like Hmm. i needed you i needed you 10 years ago where were you then um pretty pretty rough and then he like hides in the bathroom uh waiting for mickey to go away and mickey like is just he is desperate because he's been at this he's like he is being honest in that like he's been at this for so long and he has this moment where he like puts his head on the door and he's like i'm 76 years old like i don't have any more shots this is my shot Mm. like your shot is the only shot that I will ever have and I've already thrown it away. And it's this awful, like, crushing moment of this guy, like, admitting to himself that he's blown it and he's, like, he's he's really, like, in being so callous, he has, uh, yeah, he's, he's, like, thrown away this chance of, like, doing something good. Uh, it's, it's really awful. Um, yeah. And yeah, like he sees a lot of himself in Rocky, I think. And then um, just like realizes that he is a nobody just as much as Rocky is and treats him that w- the same way. Like, yeah, it's brutal. Um, and Rocky's like, no, get out of here. And Mickey goes and leaves and Rocky's just like fucking yelling abuse at him. He's just shouting yeah. at him. And like Mickey is like walking down the stairs and out onto the street and Rocky's just like screaming that he like never did anything for him. And like, he only comes calling like now when he's like got the shot at a championship. And also the shot means nothing because he's going to get his face kicked in. He says, he's mm-hmm. gonna, like, there's no point. Like you can train me or whatever. Like, even if you did train me, it wouldn't make a difference. Like it's, it's this, it's, it's really tough. Um, and you just hear this. Well, you would hear if we weren't hearing Pink Floyd. Um, <laughs> his him just like screaming this out onto the street, like from inside his house. You can still hear him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we see Mickey walking away, like very upset. Um, and eventually, like over silence, like in the movie, um, 
he we just see Rocky come out of his house and chase after Mickey and then they shake hands and make an accord like you don't have any dialogue of them of him agreeing um which mm. I, I love I think this is such a powerful sequence in the movie um just this like moment of self-realization and then like furious anger followed by like acceptance and willing to move forward it's so yeah it's it's great like yeah this one shot is is easily my favorite in the whole in the whole film um yeah it's really nice like it's such a well done scene and they like don't nothing's too overplayed to the point where like when mickey gives his big speech or his side of the big speech like there's a um toilet flush like during it and all this stuff like all this little like just slice of life kind of stuff to undercut the um melodrama which i really appreciate yeah definitely it's it's still an intense scene but like yeah it's just Rocky is just still himself like and just yeah he's he's been burned and he's like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna give you the chance and then flies off the handle at him and like he sees i think like he he opens the door and he sees that mickey's like crying and then shuts Mm. the door again because he thinks that he's left um and then yeah i think that's like why eventually he like comes around but yeah anyway uh we cut to the training from here with well, the beginning of the training he eats a bunch of fucking mm. raw eggs which looks so gross and then um those goes- eggs like i know that's what this film's famous for but those eggs yeah. just keep coming oh my <laughs> like- god yeah he he eats like eight eggs or something for <laughs> yeah. breakfast raw it's so wild um yeah and he's just like an animated gif he's just completely still except for his arm that's going up and cracking these eggs yeah just motionless listening to this awful like 5 a.m morning radio Uh, yeah yeah um and then yeah he goes for that was my harrowing scene (laughs) yeah fair enough just eating way too many eggs yeah something you haven't done in a long time presumably exactly oh man uh but yeah he he eats those eggs gets those eggs done and then goes for a mm-hmm. jog around philadelphia doing a bit of shadow boxing and goes up to the philadelphia museum of modern art uh home to the rocky steps um because of this yeah. movie. um but he's struggling on these steps for this first one we'll get the the proper rocky steps coming up um because he gets like stitch which cracked me up uh, yeah i also, thought like is this the famous scene when it was happening i was like yeah it's really different to how pop culture's played it and then like <laughs> later of course you get the real one you're like oh thank god nah we get the mirror we get the mirror later mm. on it's all good uh also tracksuit update tracksuit watch with james Barron. hello welcome oh, to yes the podcast within the podcast we've got rocky in the tracksuit his tracksuit look uh, one of multiple i value this over his like weird street beatnik look which we briefly mentioned where he looks yeah. like sort of a mixture between a greaser and a uh, clockwork orange character mm. <laughs> um, yeah the fedora and the lever yeah just tossing a ball around bizarre um but this look <laughs> his training look he's wearing like all gray He's got his like boxing hand bandages on, even though he doesn't need to because he's just jogging. Um, mm-hmm. And also, he's running in Chuck Taylors, <laughs> which is not a running shoe, but fair enough. No, uh, worried hilarious. about those ankles, bro. Yeah, man, watch yourself. 
no wonder he needs to do that like bad balance thing later on. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So we can another tracksuit character with with me, JB. Uh, yeah. No, I, I thought it, this was his best look. Yeah. Just something 100%. about it being a little too layered. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. This is the Rocky costume you wear to Halloween if you've got like a small amount of body confidence issues. Because you just mm. like be like, you just dress in the tracksuit and everyone's like, oh, you're Rocky in training sequence. I see. You're not Rocky yeah. during the prize fight. You know, it's all good. You could, yeah, you could and then be- next year. The next year when you're feeling sassier, you oh, wear yeah. Rocky S in the training thing. And it's like, ah, oh, the costumes told a story. Exactly, exactly. Or you could wear him in his like weird, weird beatnik <laughs> outfit. <laughs> yeah. You know, where he's a member of the the street pentatonics <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so we go and visit Paulie at work, who is again angling for this job and like mm. sort of tries to like leverage Adrian into the equation. Basically, it's like being real gross about her virginity and stuff. It's no good, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, he's Paulie's like expressing his frustration at being stuck. He, all he wants is like for Rocky to throw him a bone and uh, like get him out of the situation even though he got himself in there um and like wants to like fucking fight him but can't because it's rocky mm-hmm. and yeah rocky like moves him aside and then starts like beating up one of these hanging cow carcasses in the freezing works um which becomes his like very weird training regiment um, yeah for some reason, like I, presumably we hear still be like, actually, that felt pretty good at the end of this sequence. I was waiting for that scene, like him to go like, yeah. hey, like maybe him and Paulie both look at each other and like do a big grin. Like, oh, yeah. we've got like something. maybe we're but onto no. something here. But no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. Very strange. Uh, he also gets his like hands covered in gross like cow blood, which, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's good for your training. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, he goes home and then uh, Adrian like tends to his fucking f- messed up hands, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he says that he he like can't fool around with her, quote unquote, until he's done with his training, and like apologizes to her, and they like hug in the hallway, um, proving that like he he yeah. does care. They actually have like a proper nice relationship from this point, really. Um, mm. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, fascinating is the through line that he can't like like fall around while he's in training and like Mickey's always saying like women weaken the legs and like you have to be like this ah this weird like monk for training it's just this interesting like very 70s very sex is scary kind of thing like hidden in there yeah so like yeah. This, sort of this weird like mysticism to the training that has to take mm. place there's a lot of like rituals that they do and he's got this weird method that he does mickey's got all kinds of ideas like with the string um yeah oh, it's yeah. a lot you know um yeah so we go to hit that training where he's got the string between his ankles to improve his balance and um we're going in we're going into um brain damage and I just want to call out a couple of Mickey's lines from this scene because the way he speaks is very funny to me when he's not like yeah. very upset. Um, 
because he says, uh, if you follow this regiment, you become a very dangerous person, <laughs> which is very fun. Like an old pirate. <laughs> Just the idea of becoming a dangerous person is the end goal here is great. Yeah. Um, also, a couple of uh, girls, like random uh, people come to get a Rocky's autograph because he's a public figure now. And he's like, move your chicken asses out of here. <laughs> Which is hilarious old man bullshit. <laughs> mm. So funny. Um, so weird yeah. that those girls just got into the gym as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. They snuck on in to get Rocky Balboa's signature. Um, yeah. We haven't really seen much of it, but like Rocky is like becoming more and more well known across the country because of this. Mm. Um like he's still very much an unknown, but the people like in the neighborhood know him, knew him before, and now know him even more. Like people are seeking him out because he's yeah. sort of become this like even more. His reputation has grown to like even more mythical status because of this bizarre event. Um, but yeah, uh, we see that Adrian has bought like some nice new clothes. Presumably, the payout has come through from this boxing match. And because uh, she's bought Buttkiss, the dog, <laughs> yeah. to be a gift. Um, and yeah, they're all like hanging out together. As they go inside, I do like that. She says, uh, Rocky's like, man, what do big dogs like this even eat? And she's like, they eat little turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got jokes, man. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. She's such a good, like, uh, once she kind of, once the film stops being creepy. Yeah. She's such a good character and she's so like well acted. Like, yeah yeah it's just a shame that <laughs> had to have yeah. that had to have that awful bit um mm. but yeah uh he's doing this training with buttkiss and toe now and then goes to have an interview on the news um because paulie's like brought them around to try and build publicity he's like trying to help quote unquote but really he's trying to like again dig himself out of the hole by having this interview take place in his like meat area yeah promoting his own business and um also uh like the training method that he and rocky came up with you see um mm. so yeah it's mostly about him um but yeah we go into eclipse and the silence between the playthrough uh two and three as um he's having this interview um as we like before we go into eclipse um we get uh, the the ad lib. I can't think of anything to say just as this interview starts, which is pretty apropos. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> Paulie's like trying to poke his little head out in the background of the shot, trying to get involved <laughs> in the interview. Um, and yeah, we see this interview play out and um, it's intercut with um, Apollo Creed's like uh, manager, I guess, or like friend. Mm. Uh, watching this play out on TV, Apollo's caught up in the fight's promotion and how much money he's going to be earning and versus how much he's spending. They're talking all the kinds yeah. of figures and things and the promotion of the fight in Canada and all kinds of crap. Um, mm. and Sending flowers to the mayor at one point. Yeah. And this manager guy is watching and being like, he's suddenly worried that Apollo may actually have a fight on his hands because he sees yeah. um, Rocky beating up this hunk of meat uh, and showing <laughs> off like decent form. And he's like, oh shit, like you may actually have a fight. Um, but yeah, as soon as uh, Eclipse finishes, 
Rocky finishes fighting this thing <laughs> and yeah. like hold just holds up his bloody hands for the like cords of Eclipse way, waning out into the heartbeats. Um, but yeah, it's much more sinister <laughs> as we mm. go go into it. Um, but yeah, fucking uh, another bleak scene where like over the silence into playthrough three, we've got um, Paulie coming home on Christmas. I only know it's Christmas because he's holding a Christmas wreath in his <laughs> yeah. hand. Um, hilarious. Uh, but he's obviously drunk off his ass and he comes in mm. and overhears Adrian and Rocky talking about him behind his back, kind of. But like saying, like Rocky saying, I don't want to give him the collection job. I don't want to recommend him to, um, to Gazzo because of all reasons, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and he's like, fuck you guys. I don't need anything from you. I never wanted anything from you. And just as we are going into breed, this is a hugely mismatched scene because he just starts beating mm -hmm. up, threatening them and beating up furniture with a bat. <laughs> um, like going absolutely spare. Just, uh, yeah, saying like, look how much I've done for you, Rocky. I give you meat all the time. I've given you my sister. <laughs> and uh, Adrian fucking flips out at him. Uh, saying yeah. like fuck you man like you i cook for you i clean for you like you you're a good for nothing drunk basically and like you the fact that you're trying to say oh like oh poor me look how much i do for you is fucking bullshit and fair enough mm -hmm. um so yeah they have this huge fight and she runs off and he's like paulie's about to like chase after her with a bat but rocky intervenes and like pins him down uh and yeah, it's real messed up. Um, cause, yeah. And she like moves into his place after this because Paulie sucks. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so she's now staying in the like weird nightmare apartment that he has. Yeah. Sleeping true. under a knife jammed into the wall. Um, <laughs> you know. Finding out that it's actually there for like a weird sundial reason. He's like, hey, it's my. It's my alarm. It's my alarm clock. Once the sun of the nut leaf hits me in the eyes, <laughs> I wake up. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. Oh, the knife sundial is very powerful. Yeah. We just get like a bit of a montage now. Not the montage, but Mickey doing training <laughs> at nighttime where he's like, we've got a chance. Like, You've got a shot at the championship. You can do it. Paulie comes in again here. This is probably sometime later. Um, but uh, yeah, comes in. <laughs> He's like, I've got another idea to make some money. He's like, if I use your name, we can advertise my business on like your jacket, you know, uh, on your, yeah. your walkout jacket. And Rocky's like, just, yeah, use, use my name for whatever. I don't care. Like, it's all good. Because um, it like... Paulie is his friend and he does want to look out for him, but it's just like, he's mm. a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> you know, so there you go. So he, he will have on his, uh, walkout, uh, jacket, this like weird Meatworks logo on the back. Um, but there you go. Nothing mm. much comes from that. Um, we go into on the run for the iconic jogging montage. Yes. We are on the run as he is on the run. Right. Yes, there, it's like it's heightened. It's like because we would be usually having the Rocky theme play over this. Um, mm. uh, yeah, it's 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 still a good fit because this is the the running sequence for 
uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. So pretty happy about that. Also, this montage yeah. is the montage. If you think about a montage, this is <laughs> where it gets its DNA, I think. This this is the yeah. er montage. Uh because it's got it's got yeah. it all. It's it's like even the song is sort of a parody of what's happening in the scene. It's like getting stronger. Like mm. we're gonna fly now, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. it's a good song. I'm not trying to poo-poo the song. I'm just saying that it's like talking about exactly what's happening in the in the thing. It's great. Um mm. It's so interesting because everyone remembers Eye of the Tiger as being part of this, but yeah. it's not actually it's in the third Rocky, I think, is Eye of the right. Tiger. And like, yeah, you remember the eggs being part of this montage as well, but it's all no. yeah. It's, it's how just, powerful Rocky was, is that like his own ripoffs of his own montages are the iconic montages of the day now. If someone tries to tell you French cinema invented montages, you just tell them, no, no, it was my friend Rocky. It was it was old mate Rocky. And if you say that again, he'll come for you. <laughs> <laughs> he'll chase you down. He'll punch you out of yeah. history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. But we get we get the crash sound as as he we get the the iconic part. He's running up the stairs, taking mm. multiple at a time. It's fucking sprinting past a, a ship before this as well. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, so um, fast. But yeah, he reaches the top and then throws his hands into the air. Um, love it. Mm. You're saying, sorry. No, you, you can't fault it. It's it's iconic for its many reasons. Like, Yeah, man. Uh, and to hear this, like, yeah, this crash and this kind of on the run vibe to it, it's... It's, you know, it's a lot like Rocky's yeah. life, you know? Not a lot has been going right. Now it all seems to be coming in. You know, we're finally getting some sinks in this yeah. movie. We're reaching ahead, Will finally. They? Yeah, as you get yeah, yeah. well spotted. Um, Will they continue? Mm, <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. see. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, we do get one more because the, the clocks chime in and it's New Year's Eve, baby. Um, mm. They are coming in it's the middle of the night and poor rocky can't sleep his eyes are wide open as he's uh staring at the wall and his mirror um uh, because he's got all kinds of like newspaper headlines there now like time has passed we're mm. at the we're at the fight basically um and he goes down we see adrian is um sleeping next to him and his like little hole in the wall kind of bed and um yeah he goes down to visit the ring before the fight and we get this fantastic like over the shoulder shot of him looking up at this banner of Apollo Creed, um, mm. which is awesome. And like then him walking around the center of the ring, uh, rotating around and then coming face to face with like the banner of himself. Um, again, I think this is like a, a reputation versus who he really is kind of thing because- um, yeah. Jurgens comes out Jurgens Jurgens comes out and um is like oh what are you doing here and uh Rocky's like hey my uh, my shorts are wrong on the on the banner they I'm wearing white with a red stripe not not red with right white stripe yeah and, and Jurgens is like well it doesn't really matter does it and I feel like that's uh that's like really clearly stating that like it doesn't like that's the character up there that's the that's the character what's real doesn't matter like yeah. that's that's rocky up there you know like yeah 
it's, it's his reputation has outpaced him because of this insane situation, you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah. The actual fight means different things to the world than it means to Rocky. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Everyone's saying, and yeah, we get like him exploring how he feels about that as he, he goes home and um, talks to Adrian and he, he's, yeah, he's like, he realizes, yeah, I have no, I have no chance of winning. I'm not going to win. Um, mm. because, and he's like, I can't beat Apollo Creed. He's the champion. He's the champion of the world. And everyone's saying that Rocky has a chance, but he knows that he doesn't have a chance. There's no way. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I've always been a nobody and I like, I always will be, but that's okay. He's like, he's actually like fine with it and he's like all he wants to do is just go the distance with creed is what he says he wants to prove Mm. that he can keep standing up and keep fighting even though he's being beaten down the whole time it's like a meet it's a metaphor for his life right he's like he's he just wants to prove that he can keep going and that's what it's really about it's not about winning because he's given up on winning um yeah yeah it's it's really interesting like yeah Yeah. it's and it like he he is like he's sad but he's also like accepted he's he's in the acceptance stage of grief here mm-hmm. um, you know um but yeah, yeah. and we're uh. this like sequence plays out over times like solo the and guitar solo going into the like second chorus it just really works like tonally for me mm-hmm. i really liked it yeah. um and What's yeah. great is we got all of that deep stuff, but the reason his shorts are different color was actually a mistake on set, and they just oh, had to man. write it into the script. Incredible, right? Oh man, that's classic English teacher James here, just reading too much into a scene. <laughs> Woo! No, it's great. Like that's the beauty of film is that it's one of the only things we have to adapt to. Like that, you kind of have to adapt to stuff yep. changing like that, and. Yeah, you just end up making <laughs> something that blows people's minds 40-something years later. Yeah. There you go. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I still don't feel great about <laughs> me reading too much into it, but uh, never mind. <laughs> I've given up on victory, Gareth. We've got to forge ahead. I'm going Aww. the distance. Um, anyway, uh, we go into... Uh, there's nothing more to say, Gareth, because we're going into the fight. It's fight time. Both people, mm. both parties are preparing backstage here, getting ready. There's like a very quick back and forth between them. And um, we get uh, Pink Floyd at the end of time sing calls the faithful to their knees as uh, Rocky kneels before the sink and gives a little bit of a prayer. So that's a sink. A sink at the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty happy about that um but yeah we yeah. go into, we go into great gig great gig now and uh yeah he tells adrian to like stay behind because he doesn't want to her to watch him get like beat up and fair enough mm-hmm. but uh anyway so she's gonna hang out here and he says like don't leave town <laughs> lol yeah uh, but anyway um yeah we um see rocky coming out into the ring it's and he's got like a not really a like grandiose intro where he's coming in just with like his uh like outfit on and he's got his crew with his crew uh the crew are all wearing um hilarious like pink dressing gown looking jackets Mm. with 
rocky emblazoned on the back in red, which is just such a bizarre, <laughs> like, color choice. But it is iconic for the movie. I feel like this, like, inspired so many things going forward. Like, I feel like the fucking um, Punch-Out, the coach in that wears pink outfits because Ooh. of this film. Um, Heck yeah. But yeah, it's so funny that just this whole crew are, like, in bright pink, but I love it. It looks like it's like felt mm. or something as well. <laughs> oh, that weird like towel material. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But they're just yeah. the trainers. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I just found it funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's like going out and shaking uh, hands with his fans and stuff and then going to the ring and just waiting. And Apollo Creed comes out and he's got like a fucking grandiose uh wwe intro where yeah he is riding in a boat a big prop boat with a lady dressed as the empire state building and he's <laughs> dressed as george washington and is tossing dollars not dollars tossing like coins into the crowd um mm. fucking jesus dude it's pretty hammy like <laughs> uh he, he comes into the into the ring and then changes outfits and becomes uncle sam and pointing into the audience screaming and mm-hmm. and at rocky saying we want you i want you and it's like dude we get it like <laughs> this is a hat on a hat kind of thing you already had one intro settle yeah. down mate um uh, yeah. and the it's fact just, like again, the, the commenters are also explaining it they're like oh yeah. he's saying we want you like uncle sam would say in his posters <laughs> yeah exactly they're like trying to pass what the fuck is going on here yeah um again apollo creed is much more about the show than he is about the fight Mm. and like it's just that is so clear here it's really funny this like whole sequence is there are cutaways to rocky and his trainers in the background who are just like laughing and just sort of watching this happen being like yeah (laughs) well that's a bit much but fair enough they're just like, oh man, okay. They're just a uh, part of the audience for that scene. <laughs> uh, very <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, we go um, from here as uh, Jurgens introduces Jurgens Jurgens introduces Joe Fraser Fraser. God, never mind. I've given up on all names. Um, <laughs> yeah, and fair enough. Who is a real life real life boxer? um who mm-hmm. has come to do like an intro or be like a ref i think for this bout don't know he's here and he gets mm. this like special introduction and goes over to see apollo creed and is like and rocky's like oh they must be friends <laughs> <laughs> which is real funny um and then yeah we get into um money and there's the contenders get introduced we go over the rules and the fight is on, Gareth. Mm. It's fight time. We've got about 15 minutes left of the movie, maybe. Um, and we f- have the final fight. Um, it's like we get into like the sax solo of money. We have the first two rounds playing out. Pretty much unadulterated, like pretty uncut yeah. here. Um, starts off with like Rocky taking some licks to the face as uh they're like he's sort of sizing up his opponent and apollo is like way faster and way lighter on his feet than rocky is um just hitting him with these like ultra fast uh jabs and sort of just toying Mm. with him 
um and uh rocky is like swinging wide because he's so much slower um but eventually he gets one hit in and knocks apollo to the floor like with his first punch that connects yeah and it's because apollo wasn't taking this seriously at all and and rocky is taking it seriously like apollo was taking it like was fighting very loose and very silly Mm. just messing with him and then takes one punch and goes down and it's like you're the championship champion of the world that shouldn't happen you know that hurts your credibility he like doesn't get up until the count of eight so shit is serious now (laughs) (laughs) um that could have been it like could have been one punch and you're done you know Mm. two more seconds holy shit um anyway uh he starts taking the fight seriously uh puts rocky in the corner just starts like wailing on him and the like they get separated by the ref and then the very next like interaction they have is the complete opposite uh rocky puts uh apollo creed in the corner and it's just like wailing on him with these like huge yeah. haymaker kind of styles he fights like an ape gareth um <laughs> he's got heart yeah, though yeah right on the uh bell of the first round ending uh rocky gets punched in the face and it breaks his nose for the first yeah. time uh which is yeah rough he's proud of not breaking his nose but so these these guys have both taken pretty heavy hits in the Mm. opening rounds here and um they go back in there and basically this next round is just rocky taking a million punches and then getting like singular blows in when they count like sending apollo to the ropes when when he gets a hit and it's like a powerful hit um and yeah uh that we get like sort of a cutaway sequence where the rounds are like montaged together where we get uh bits of the fight coming through these guys taking horrible hits uh going all the way into the 14th round of the fight which is so long um yeah uh and yeah these guys are just like bleeding and bruised and battered all over they look awful um, yeah this is where most of the film's budget was was to make them look this messed yeah. up yeah the, the like the makeup is fairly convincing um even for yeah. the time uh they they look messed up and they're, they're acting they're like sweating all over they're like, like fucking awful um mm. <clears throat> rocky gets knocked down to the floor and his coach is telling him to stay down because this is a goddamn yeah. bloodbath but of course rocky gets back up um he uh like can barely keep his eyes open at this point because he's been beaten so badly. Yeah. Um, uh, poor Adrian comes out of the um, like back room to f- see what the fuck's happening because this fight was has gone on so long. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "What is? What? Where's my boy?" Um, and she's like watching this final round now. Um, and yeah, Rocky's refusing to give up. He uh, takes like gives one punch shattering one of apollo creed's ribs <laughs> um mm-hmm. and so he's like goes back to his corner apollo's there like clutching at his side in pain like both sides want to call this fight uh like the trainers are like guys let's not keep going please yeah. and both of them are like we can't end apollo like can't end the fight because he's champion and giving up would make rocky champion (laughs) so that ain't happening um and rocky won't give up because he won't give up um Mm. 
And yeah, they have to like cut through his eyelids so that he can see. Ugh. Yeah. Hated that. Uh, both times this happened, I just covered my eyes. Yep. Well, one, good. one time I just covered the screen. Not like, a f- my eyes not going yep. near my hands. Not a not a fun watch, that part. Yeah. Not good. It's over quick, but ugh. anything yeah. to do with a knife near the eye. Ugh, ugh. No, yeah. no, not good. Please um, no. But yeah, we go into the 15th and final round as um, we are in us and them and- uh, these guys are just sizing each other up. They're just like facing each other down. No, no one's like making any swings because these guys are just so tired and mm. beaten to shit as Pink Floyd sing black and blue. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, they know what's up. Uh, and yeah, Rocky just as for this final round, just gets in on um, on Apollo Creed and is just punching the shit out of him, sends him to the ropes and like basically knocks him out on the bell. Like yeah. he he's still standing, but you can see that he is he would have gone down. Had there been like maybe like 10 seconds more, this would have mm. been a knockout. Like a hundred percent. Um and yeah, Apollo like slurring, they like are like right up against each other and he the the match is over and he says there isn't gonna be a rematch and Rocky's like don't want one. Don't want another rematch. That's it. Like both sides never want this to happen again. Um, and yeah, the the ring is swarmed by reporters and uh, press and everyone. And they are trying to get information out of Rocky. Like you went, you went the distance with Apollo Creed. You did it. What do you got anything to say? And Rocky just is calling out over and over for Adrian. Um, just like nothing is bothering him. He doesn't care about any of these other people. And mm. uh, Jürgens Jürgens is in the middle and delivers the verdict of the split decision because um, neither fighter went down. So it has to be decided who won. And the judges decided to award the win to Apollo Creed. So Rocky loses the fight, guys. And Rocky yeah. won. Um, <laughs> and Adrian uh, makes her way to the ring and uh declares her love for rocky she's like i love you and he says i love her i love you too and they Mm. embrace and we get a freeze frame and it's like it doesn't matter the outcome of the fight because again it wasn't like rocky knew he would lose like it doesn't he he set out to do this and this is the victory like you know um apollo doesn't care (laughs) presumably Mm. he'll never do something like this again but um anyway uh yeah, we get the freeze frame and go into credits in the R's of us and them. And it's real nice. It's a glorious, like, uh, victory, like, of these calling choirs, you know, for the, for, yeah. the, for, the um, for the credits. And that's the film. That's Rocky. What did you think? How did it sink? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I think you've really, like, you've been the Mickey to my Rocky in terms of the noticing the sinks. I was yeah. like... I was I was coming in here. I was I actually no. Screw that metaphor. I was like Apollo Creed, you know. I was coming Whoa. in all flashy. I'd been you know, I hadn't been focusing on the fight, you know, I'd been doing my research. I'd mm. been finding out about the robot in Rocky Four and what his situation was. You hey know, man, whereas I can't you were like that. scrappy and you were throwing back eggs that were metaphors <laughs> for sinks. So like, yeah, I've noticed more than I realized, you know, we've discovered yeah. 
there were more, but I think we're, I think, you know, <laughs> it's still putting a carpet on the floor and telling me it's the ceiling. So I'm yeah. still feeling like a four or a three. I'm with you on that. I feel like it's yeah? a four because yeah, there's only really sinks in the back half of this movie, mm. I would say. Um, and yeah, like for, the, for a long stretch, it's just like, yeah, not not a lot of matches, but like, yeah, as we get cl- draw closer and closer to that fight, there's more and more sinks. So yeah, yeah, we're definitely sub five, but um, yeah, I feel like I'm feeling a strong four on it. So mm. yeah, maybe nice. as the franchise keeps going, a Rocky story keeps going, you know, becoming yeah. <laughs> time traveling and beating everyone up until it's only many rockies all across the whole universe then we'll be getting the sinks higher finally we don't live in that universe we live in the one where we just keep boxing yeah not the rocky verse never mind Nah. oh well (laughs) so four for the south poor yeah oh nice very good uh what are we doing (laughs) next week gareth on the show what are we doing well what are we doing? Well, you've got to look at the clues when you're looking for a sink, you know? A movie Blue's that's clues. Sink. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of color, we've got Pink Floyd, right? Yep. And we need to find something that's the opposite. Like Rocky says, we've got to find something that fits, like oh. fills in the gaps. Yep. So when you look at something that's pink and you close your eyes really quickly, you're going to see it mm. turn green, you know? And it's the difference between day and night when that happens. So we're going to have to sink... What I'm calling a new Christmas <laughs> classic, one of the films you and I have talked about extensively. All right. On and off mic. We're sinking the green night. All right. Yeah. It's time. We got to do it. We got to do <laughs> yeah. it to them. Yeah. Oh, man. And green night. can you believe in a year's time, the green night will then sink us? That's going to be pretty wild. No. Yeah. That's the that's the real truth. Get excited for that. God yeah. Damn. I can't wait for that pod. Just his booming voice. <laughs> Yeah. coming through like, he's just been James. staring at us for two hours and then he's like mm, didn't sink no we're sitting sitting in silence he's holding an axe yeah. to us oh god uh, anyway we'll, we'll get more of that next week i'm getting here to myself yeah i am excited for yeah. that gareth hell yeah yes well gosh until then um thank you for listening and check out sink floyd on uh twitter at sink floyd pod on facebook mm. and letterbox at sink floyd Email sinkfluidpod at gmail.com. Just send us anything. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> send us your spam emails. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got some good spam lately. Oh, good. Um, apparently, apparently the government, British government's offering a million dollars for COVID and they want to give it to what? us. Oh, oh, my God. Fascinating. Man, I, yeah. we, I, I don't think we're the men for the job, uh, UK government, but <laughs> no. um, I appreciate the candor coming forward and yeah. checking in with us, but never mind. Um, yeah, might, might have to pass uh, on that one. No, yeah, that's not the Rocky story you want, us training yeah. to be the people for the job. <laughs> oh, God. You want it to be the people already built for that job. Please. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, until then, I've been... Gareth Blackler. I've been plucky underdog James Barron. And yo, Adrian, we'll see you <laughs> on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Adrian! <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs>